I guess the getting around is pretty much over. Previously on Podcast. Zori Stone, also known as DJ Geek. Jessica Massacoy, the creator of J Massacoy Jewelry. Yes, and this week, and of course, this is your host, Melissa Simmons. Um, also, one of the one of the good people of Podcast Wednesdays. Um, and for Ladies First this week, we want to talk to the ladies about where they are in their careers, as well as following their passions. We want to start them on their career path and doing what they love to do. So, Sarita, we want to start with you. Um, Okay. I'm a journalist, so writing is what I love to do. I've been writing all my life, pretty much. I used to write short stories. I used to write poetry. Anything that really came to my mind, I was writing it down. Um, And I figured out pretty early on that I wanted to write for a living. So, I um, wanted to be, I guess, the editor-in-chief or the head editor of a major magazine and so I end up eventually going to Temple um, for journalism with a concentration of magazine. When I originally went in it was actually for public relations and then I was like let me just stick to what I always wanted to do. So I went back to journalism um, and my time in college I kind of got discouraged. They took the passion out of writing for me. I just really didn't want to do it anymore. I started getting a little more interested in business. Yeah, but you know, the difference between college and they try to kick you in college is so much. It's so much, yeah, yeah. And I mean, at the time when I went in, because I went in in 2006, all they were saying was print was dying. You know, it's not going to last. Make sure you have a backup plan. And I mean, for to be a college student sitting in a classroom and your professor is pretty much telling you you're wasting your money. You know what I mean? It was kind of a struggle for me because I had children. Did you college or university again? Temple. Temple. I worked to you proudly, you know, because there were there were um, professors there who, you know, just told us, you're going to have to get creative. It's not necessarily that you're wasting your time, but you are going to have to get creative with how you're going to make your money because print may not be what it, you know, what it once was. And then you had your other professor who was like, listen, it's hard out here. I don't know what y'all going to do. Y'all better figure something out. So, I mean, it really came down to the professor, but... Um, I ended up graduating this year, uh, May of this year. Congratulations. Graduate, yes. So I graduated in May, and shortly before that, I started freelancing for Ebony Magazine. So I've been freelancing for Ebony since probably about April, and that's been great. I had a great time there. I got to, you know, got to interview some people and do some stories and all of that good stuff. Um, but actually backtracking, like two years ago, I started Sincerely Cerrito. And it was pretty much just my way of, number one, building my online portfolio so that if any publication wanted to see my work, they could just go to my website and everything was there. Um, but then on the flip side, it was also more just like an online diary because I was a single mother. Um, I didn't have any family in Philly. I didn't have a major support system here. So I was working multiple jobs, going to school, and then raising the kids, pretty much, you know, for the most part of my own. That so, was like therapy. Yeah, that was, that was my therapy. Man, I didn't have friends here, so for the most part, I was always by myself. 
it was if I wasn't with my kids, I was working or I was in school or something like that. So that was just my way of kind of getting my emotions out and just venting about everything that was going on. Um, so that it just kind of stayed in that that realm. I put my poetry up and stuff like that. And then once I started getting close to graduation, I was like, all right, you know, let's let me see what I could really do with this. Um, so I got serious with it in April, and ever since then, the site has really just. It's, it's blowing up, like it's taking off. I went from getting like five views a day to, I mean, most recently we topped like 1,700 views a day. You know what Ooh. I mean? So it's like, in that short of a time, it just, it, it, it just took off. So, and even now, I mean, when I first started, I think I had less than a thousand views and now I just hit like 17,000 not too long ago. So this is like within a few months, I had major growth. And that's just for me starting to cover events. You know, um, the first, what, what marked the change on the website? We were supposed to go to a bicycle, the pro bicycling race, um, in Manio, and we got there late. Like we, by the time we got there, it was over. So we just kind of ended up on these random missions. We went to a pizza shop. We had like this banging pizza, and then we left there, and then we went to our friend's party at her house, and the party was crazy. And her parents were crazy, and we just like had a bunch of fun. So I went. We all love crazy people. Yeah, I mean, it was just—it was just such a random. I mean, we always have these random moments, like all these random days. Just it never fails. And I just kind of started writing about them. And I noticed like people liked it. Like, oh, okay, they're starting to like my people are like actually googling my name and you know all of this good stuff. So. Oh, so you want to Google me. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, okay, not being cocky, but they could have Googled me before that. Because at Temple, I was a student parent activist. So, like, I had, I had an organization on campus. I, at some point, I was warring with the administration over family housing and all of that. So, I, I was always, like, active. Always. So, um, but yeah, so the site started taking off and Ebony started taking off and the work started coming in. And that's where I'm at now. Just keeping it going. Yeah, man, that's popping. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get a popping. That's popping. <laughs> like, it makes me reconsider everything. I gotta talk to Shad. You know, Shad, I need to start writing. I need my own website. I need it all. I need 17,000 followers. <laughs> Jeez, it's, it's, it's bad out here. Actually, DJ, we're gonna get to you last. Cause I know you popping, okay? Well, we're gonna save it for the lovely Jessica. Now, let everybody know what you, what you do. Um, I design custom handmade jewelry. Um, I take special orders and um, I create, you know, just one of a kind pieces just from my own inspiration. Um, I started because um, I would go into the department stores and I would see these beautiful, gorgeous, gaudy pieces that I'm like, you know, a fan of. And I'll look at the price tag, and I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> speak my language. Yeah. So um, one day, I think I took a hundred dollars, and I went to AC Moore in Springfield, and I just, I had all these ideas in my head for colors, and you know, I just purchased like a hundred dollars worth of material, mm-hmm. and um, I went to my um, dining room, and I just start making necklaces, and. The only time I ever like made, well, I made like jewelry when I was a kid. You know how you do like the arts and crafts, and I was like a camp mm-hmm. where you know we had like materials to just string stuff and just try it. No like one ever, yeah, yeah, no one really taught me. It was just like, okay, it makes sense to do it like this, and then you know put this here and close it there. So I just um, start making necklaces. That's what all I would make in the beginning was necklaces. And the first necklace I made, um, one of my friends from high school. 
saw it and said, I want that. And I'm like, I didn't buy, make this just for like people to buy. I'm like, I just wanted it because I want to spend a lot of money. And she's like, no, I'll give you $30 for it. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I have so much material left. And I spent the $100 and I just made 30 on one thing. So I was like, all right. So I just kept it up. I kept making stuff. And I made like all these necklaces. And my aunt said, you should have a demo demonstration at my house. And I'm like, nobody's going to buy all this stuff. And I had the demo and I sold everything. And from that point, I did not look back. I just always had some jewelry, vending opportunities, and I would wear myself, sell off my neck. It was just like... She's actually wearing one of her pieces now, and it's gorgeous. It has like a cross in the, and on, on the piece that drapes off of the bracelet, and it's gorgeous. I'm just letting you guys know that, because I, I think that might be my purchase. So, um, and she's wearing a beautiful green dress to go with the bracelet. Just letting you guys know. But you can. Um, so yeah, now I'm um, I'm taking still vending opportunities, and um, I, you know, I promote myself online. I'm working on a website. Um, I'm also um, looking into um, finding a vending booth at the mall. I'm working on my business plan for that, and I just need you guys to stay tuned because I'm not stopping. And jewelry shows. Yeah, yes. I'm yes. hoping you do that because I had four jewelry shows within 2011. So yes. those things pop. Yes. All the games and stuff like that. Yeah, I've done, I think I've done about six or seven since the beginning of the year. So. Okay, that's good. Um, now, where do you see yourself within the next two years? Um, in the next two years, I see myself, I see my website in full effect with, you know, a really large customer attraction. Um, I see myself maybe in, like, King of Prussia. Um, I want to start out vending during the pop-in seasons, like Black Friday and Christmas time. And um, I want my stuff in fashion video shoots and fashion shows. Um... Yeah, I just, I want everybody to know who Jane Massacoy is, and I'm surprised that people who, you know, see me at a dentist's office, and they're like, you're, oh, yeah, I saw your stuff on Instagram, I see your stuff on Facebook, and I'm like, who are you, oh my god, like, you know me, and I, you know, it's, 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 I want to be that person to the 10th power, like, so, um, it's gonna happen. And you're all on your way. Now we're gonna have our DJ, our own DJ. <laughs> present herself activities and give me a little bit of your resume just a smidge Miss Westchester <laughs> well I, I don't even call it a resume I, uh, DJing is, is fun for me um, I started DJing <laughs> to start from the I guess to start from the beginning just to give a snippet um, my dad has been a DJ since before I even was thought of so um, yeah it start, it's in the family uh, my dad uh, is a very he was a Philly DJ moved to Delaware, still has connections pretty much everywhere. They call him Sam the Man. Um, so he was in Philly, moved to Delaware, started his own music store. Um, so he still DJs and does all of that. He actually started a movement called Respect the DJ, which I am now a part of. Um, but he's he's where it started, and I was never really interested. Like I wasn't like young, like, oh, I look up to my dad, I want to be a DJ like my dad. No, like none of us kids, we ever none of us really cared about it. And then, uh, like you said, I went to Westchester, and I was known as that 
the kid with the iPod with all the music on it. Like, I always kept everything up to date, always had the songs on it that everybody wanted to hear. So I was, like, uber involved. And so when I would be, like, running a program, we needed, like, some music while everybody was waiting. Or, you know, I would be at a program and they were like, oh, we running late. Can you pop on your iPod? And I would always, you know, pull out my iPod. Never had a problem with it. I would play music for him and then somebody was like well why don't you just DJ like I don't understand why you just don't become a DJ and I was like alright let me see what this is about and then they offered me money to play my iPod and I was like oh let me go buy a system real quick because I'm gonna need need this money so I ended up um, buying a really small controller um, starting to learn it starting to figure it out going down to my dad's house and actually starting to learn from him and um, it was like his wildest dreams. And now one of his kids wanted to be like him. So he was in heaven. Um, so he was willing to do whatever I asked him to do, pretty much. So I was like, all right. So started DJing at Westchester. Started uh, going to um, the different parties and stuff that they were having. And tapping into the different organizations that I was a part of. And just getting them to pay me to DJ. So at first, it was, it was good money income. And it was, like I said, I always had a popping iPod. Always liked music. So it wasn't really... A hassle for me I didn't look at it like a job So um, Once it started there It turned into graduation parties And Birthday parties And block parties And then People's moms Was like Oh I'm having this thing I need you I need a DJ And I heard about you So It really went from word of mouth Like just all throughout uh, All throughout Westchester And then people would come back to Philly And tell people um, So I just became known As like everyone's like Favorite local DJ Like I'm not like female DJ. Yes. Yeah. So it was just like I'm not I like I'm not a club DJ. I never wanted to be in that scene. I just became like just that DJ that like the, the family DJ. Like I DJ anything from your little cousin's kindergarten party to you having a sweet sixteen to your family having a block party for the Fourth of July. Like I'll do it. Um, so. When I was about to graduate college, uh, after I was about to graduate from Westchester, I started hooking up with some nonprofits in Philly. So I got involved with like City Year, and I found out that there was this whole this whole realm of nonprofits that needed DJs to play for them. And I had some friends that worked in these realms, and I had some connects that worked in these realms. So I was like, why not? So I started DJing for the nonprofit scene, and got involved with some pretty nice organizations over there that were willing to pay the money. Um, did some city year graduations, just a lot of that. And even from those events, the kids would run up like, oh, can you DJ my birthday party? So it just, just kept going. Um, and then once I graduated, I got a job, but my job didn't start until recently. So my job started in August. So I was like, well, what am I going to do all summer? Because I'm just going to be another like college kid trying to get a three-month job and no one wants to hire you. So I'm like, and now I'm like a whole graduate. So now they're going to be looking at me like I'm definitely not hiring you for three months. So I was like, went out on a limb like, let me start this DJ thing. Just take it full throttle and see if I can live off of it for the summer. And that's what I did. I took every gig, anything anyone called me for. You could call me the day of and say, I need you at 5 o'clock. I'm like, I don't got nothing to do. Here I come. I'm going to be honest with you. I keep my equipment in my trunk. I could DJ. If you would have said I need a DJ for the show today, I'd have been able to do it for you. Like, it's just, I'm just that travel DJ. I'm everywhere you want me to be. So. I'm actually going to hold you to that. And I'm going to be there. Everywhere you want me to be. So I, um. 
this summer I started uh, taking different different gigs doing a lot of the same stuff that I had been doing just increasing my availability increasing the shows that I would take um, and then I actually randomly uh, one of my friends uh, named Lita she was a part of an event called Barber Wars that happened during the summer I heard about it uh, right Barber Wars um they were looking for models for their fashion show and I like was did some random fashion shows in, in Westchester just some random stuff always, always having a fashion show so I you know I hopped into a couple of them but I, I don't look at myself as a model or anything so then she asked me oh we need some extra models could you do it and I was like alright so I went down to the first audition and they were like alright cool they invited me back so we went down to Mecca Hair Salon where they had uh, like a final kind of check in with us before the show so when I went down to Mecca Hair Salon for the practice um, my amazing friend over here <laughs> uh, Sarita she actually was outside waiting for me um, uh, for something and she stumbled upon uh, amazing artist that's actually uh, on the come up right now. Her name is Phoenix. So she stumbled upon an uh, artist named Phoenix, and Phoenix needed a female DJ, and I was a female DJ, and she wanted somebody to help her DJ uh, to DJ for for the show. So I was like, let's do it. So I ended up hooking up with Phoenix and DJing with Phoenix, and um, from there, like Phoenix is doing all types of amazing things now. So whenever she kind of needs me, like I'm there for her. So I'm doing some work with her, uh, different shows. And then, on the other note, I was like, I hate going to events and DJing them, and then I don't really like the event. I was like, whatever, I'm going to just start throwing my own events. So then I hooked up uh, with a couple of my colleagues. Um, one of my friends, she's an amazing singer, Charmaine Martin. Uh, she wanted to put out a mixtape, so I started working with her. We got her mixtape release at uh, the Arts Garage, so I worked on that event, DJed it. Mm -hmm. They have like a, uh, they have events all during the week, but um, they, I know they have an open mic or something like that going on on Mondays now. But yeah, they uh, pretty much did an event there for her release party. Did some other events. Uh, just did an event at Mill Creek Tavern with like a host of Philly local talent, a bunch of vendors. I wish I would have knew you, Jessica. Definitely would have had you out there. Um, yeah, so for next time. <laughs> definitely, we got the car. Just so y'all know, I got her car. Um, yeah, so started doing events, so DJing, and then I got my job. So now I've started my job. So now DJing is like my afterlife. So it keeps me sane. That's where I'm at. Well, that is good to know. Um, you do divorce parties? I do everything. <laughs> I actually got asked to do someone's funeral. I, I quit. <clears throat> he said, when I die, I would like you to DJ my funeral. <laughs> you got an invite to a funeral? Yes. Like, did you play... Um, I'll be missing you. He didn't die yet. Like, he told me to DJ his funeral when he dies. Oh, okay. He's still alive. Okay. See, so he already had... He... I don't even know. Like he like just put it in like he's gonna like put it in his will like you need to find her, she needs to DJ my funeral. I heard it all. He's like twenty something. Like he's got some time. I'm gonna be like seventy five. Did she know you always got money? Always got money. I got a check waiting on me whenever he passed. That's so rude. I hope he lives as long as possible though. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna take a break real quick and then we're gonna have some girl talk. These three lovely ladies. <laughs> 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 All right, so we'll be back. All star, all star, all star.
put on at the same time as a uh, speech. You want to go into that now or you want to wait? Because I got some comments on that too. We can go into it now. That's cheap. That's cheap. I don't necessarily... Like I heard the, the conspiracy theories yeah. that oh they tried to do that at the same time that Obama was going on and you know that was just another ploy so that the people aren't informed and I mean for me I was sitting there like it started at eight and it was over by ten they right. they moved it back so that people could catch the DNC so I, for me that doesn't right. Right. Yeah. that doesn't I mean it, it wasn't a big deal to me by the time that the VMAs went off I was there to see my president you know I was able to catch something so. I don't know. It wasn't that big of a deal. Besides, YouTube is like booming. So if you miss it, like I want to see Michelle, and the next morning I YouTube the whole thing. The whole thing. The whole thirty minutes I saw her performance, and I still had chills. Like Mm -hmm. I'm watching it for the people. Like for me, it was a matter of like just it wasn't like this intense decision. Like oh, I need to turn to one. I need to turn to the other. Like honestly, I can't say that I was going to watch it before Obama was there. I can't say that I wanted to watch anyone that really happened before him. I'm not going to lie about that, especially on that night. Like, right, like Clinton, I'm like, Clinton, cool. Michelle, cool. And now I'm waiting on Obama. Like, I wasn't, like, necessarily sitting there like, oh, well, what's happening from 8 to 10? Wouldn't try to hear Biden. No, I, honestly, I didn't want to hear Biden. I mean, I've, I've heard it too. I mean, we're in, we're in an age where everything people people don't watch the news to get information anymore. They get on Twitter. Um, like we're in an age of technology. What's up with DVR? Like it's one of those KYS things. Like if you don't have like you know the internet or you don't have a DVR, something where you can just pick up this information. Okay, why ask one? Just kill yourself. Like, I mean, <laughs> the thing that matters is... Wait, I was lost from it. Like, KYS. KYS. Kill yourself. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's true, though. Like, I feel like, um, you know, could it have been something, somewhat of a conspiracy? It could have been. But shrugs. Like, who cares? Yeah, At I think it point, comes down to the people. It, if you want to be informed, then you're going to make sure you stay informed on the topics. If, just like if there was somebody who had to work... At you know that evening and missed it, I, I'm pretty sure if they care about politics, they found their ass up the next day and they went on there. Yeah, they don't care about politics. Honestly, that's real with you. I don't care I either. Care. <laughs> I didn't care about politics until Barack. I didn't care. I'm, it was always something I was just not not. Um, it's not like I I didn't catch it. I was just oblivious. Like. Oh, yeah. You're young. Yeah, when you're older, you become more mature and right. you realize, okay, this affects me in this way. Exactly. Like, kids, you know, you have to pay Exactly. Like, from. Start to work. My mom never really went about My mom never really talked about it. It was more so like during election time, you heard about it, you knew it was coming up, you knew who your family might have been voting for, and then you kind of moved on. It wasn't like a whole year discussion all the time. So until I got to college and it was like, whoa, my tuition, wait a minute, might want to check in on what's happening here. I mean, the sad thing is, like, we don't recognize how everything affects us because a lot of these effects come later and we don't realize that it was that vote that we should have did four years ago. But at that time, like, I got to be honest and say that Barack ran at a time when what was happening was affecting a lot of us personally at the moment. So it was like college tuition is being affected, Barack's running, like maybe this is something we should look into. So people started to care four years ago and now it's about to happen again and people still care a little bit. But I can't say that the VMAs were being spiteful because it was like a whole, like they changed the day from when it's usually held. Who, like, like you said, who cares? If you really want to watch it, pop up on YouTube, you can catch it all right now. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, for them to just focus on the VMAs and try to say that that was a conspiracy, I'm like, do you know what else is going on in the world? Do you think this is the biggest conspiracy that's going on? Do you know what's going on in the government? Do you know what's going on out here? This video music awards. Right. <laughs> there were like six performances. Like it's not. It was like it was and the BET Awards. I, I didn't see it yet. I still haven't seen it. Video. It's not worth It wasn't like the billboards. I didn't watch it. You didn't miss anything. You didn't miss anything. From what I, from what I, I told you, it's the, it's, the, it's the age of Twitter. From what I got from Twitter, <laughs> um, Lil Wayne lip sync. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um. Oh, I'm not gonna say he lips. The first like, song he, he did, a, he had a. Uh, it was recorded. He his mic was really low. Yeah, his mic was. Super Something happened with Amber Rose. Like she's perfect. I think we know that though. Well, they that tried to lie that about that it, oh, okay. and then she came back with the uh, Beyonce pose, the baby bump pose oh, on the red carpet. Beyonce. If she does something, I guess that's the way. That's the way you do it. This is how it's done. Right. Mm -hmm. Alright, well, we're going to get off the BMA's topic because we're not supposed to be talking about that. We weren't supposed to talk about this one yet, but who cares? It's my show. So, none of the guys can do my piece. Alright, so, Michelle Obama. Every man wants a Michelle Obama. But do they treat us the way they should? Are they the Baracks of our lives that we need? Like what what how can we define a, a Barack Obama? Like for in order for us to be Michelle, because honestly I think I'm I'm kidding there. <laughs> you know, but I'm not fully where I wanna be and like or whatever. But she's definitely one of my idols. Hard over. Ooh. I love their woman. But how do we how do we define him? Yeah, how, how would you define what is your Barack Obama? I don't know if I don't know if maybe we're misplacing it. I don't know if it's about Defining Obama or defining the type of love we want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Defining. You know what I mean? Like, type of love they have. Like, yeah. What's your Barack Obama? I can't say it's a Barack Obama, but I know I look for certain qualities and characteristics. I'm an ambitious person, so number one, I need to see ambition in you. I can't at any point feel like I'm I'm carrying the whole relationship or that I'm I'm carrying everything. Mm-hmm. So I definitely need to see that ambition. I need to see that dedication. I need to see. Um, I, I need to see, in a sense, a gentleness because I can be, I can be feisty, you know. So I need sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I need, you know, I need to see an example of, you know, calmness. I need that in my life. So for me, that's important. Um, and definitely, someone who's spiritual. I won't necessarily say religious. I mean, I'm a Christian, but um, I can't say religious because I don't necessarily consider myself a religious person. Definitely a spiritual person. But I, I need to know you recognize a higher being or something like that. That's important for me personally. Um, and then a dedication to community, to serving the community, to serving others, to paying it forward, to giving it back. You have to, I, I don't necessarily, for me, because you're asking my opinion, but I can't be with a person who's like self-absorbed. I, I cannot do that. Right. No. So that's that's something that's really important to me. And of course I have children, so, you know, I, I need you to have that that, I don't know what quality you want to call it. But, a family man. Oh, you need to have that family oriented. Yeah, you need to be family oriented. Put your family first. Yeah, yeah. You definitely got to have some values. Yeah. So, like you said, selfless, mm-hmm. involved with the community. And I mean, Barack is not perfect, but in America's eyes, he is perfect. Right. And we really can't say, like, I mean, my, my Barack Obama is. You know, a, a family man, someone who is ambitious, like you said, uh, someone who, um, you know, puts 
puts others first and you know but it's really hard to find that man so you kind of have to take the good with the bad yeah i mean nobody's perfect nobody's perfect so and I'm sure Michelle and Obama have their moments when I'm they're sure. arguing. I'm <laughs> when, not sure. You know, I mean, especially they've been married what twenty plus years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, at this point, that takes time. That takes work. You know, I, I can only imagine, especially when dealing with these campaigns. You know, with, with you're there running was, for office. Wasn't there a rumor? You cannot there tell a rumor me. Where you're she not. said that she wasn't going to. She was going to get a divorce from him if oh. he were to run for president again. It was like, like a big thing going on about that. I can't imagine that. Like, not after ten about, years. It's only four yeah. more years for his term to be up. Mm-hmm. You know, those things. That doesn't define your yeah. role. Yeah. yeah, but I, I can't imagine that. Though I can't imagine her doing that because the way she sticks by him, undeniably, like I think they're bigger than just a couple. I yeah. think they're like their partnership alone is just so legit. You know I what see what the friendship. Yeah, I think that's big time. It, for me and big time. It, if you say identify your Barack, I need a friend. Big you have time. to be my best friend first big because time. I mean it, for me with the business that I'm in, writing, I, I'm going to be around artists. I'm going to be around all types of people and, and, and they there I need that trust, you know. So I think that's that's another thing that they have and that it shows all the time is the trust that they have. Um, the respect that they have for one another. They they value each other and they yeah. recognize how that how they make each other better. I must say the respect is definitely there. On the DNC she was talking about um, you know, where he came from, how he she respects the fact, you know, he, he was the guy who wore shoes that didn't fit. He was the guy that didn't he was Mr. Have not basically. So he was speaking for all the have nots in the nation, you know, the middle class the, to lower class and stuff like that. I mean, it's not like we're neglecting the people um, who, who make like six figures a year, we're not neglecting you. It's just like you, you've had enough time to shine. Now it's time for us people getting out of college who who have jacked up uh, uh, tuition rates, not tuition rates, uh, loan interest rates. Right. You know, now it's our time to shine, and we're looking we're looking at uh, people in office. But um, let's get back on topic. I'm curious to hear what our DJ has to say. <laughs> You've been quiet. Well, I mean, everybody was speaking. I, I personally think that. It's about who you are. Before you go out judging who your Barack is, you got to get your Michelle right. If that's what you, if that's the way you want to put it, like if that's the, if that's the couple that you want to idolize, regardless of your orientation, regardless of whatever, if you want to idolize their situation in a sense, you got to get your Michelle right before you walk around screaming Obama, screaming Barack. And I feel like what's happening right now is a lot of people don't have themselves in check. And so they're looking for a lot of their missing pieces in other people, which is why you end up, you end up finding the wrong thing or feeling like no one's got what you needed or they weren't the total package that you needed, but... Shout out to the women on Twitter. <coughs> shit, no shit. All of them, fuck, fuck men. And all right. Shout out to you right now. I think y'all need to listen in real soon. <laughs> but yeah, I just feel like it's, it's a matter of once you get yourself in order, it'll be easier for you to piece together. Like, once you know all the puzzles, the pieces that, that you have to your puzzle, it'll be easier to figure out what parts you're missing and what parts are going to complement you to make that full picture. So, in... Whoever your partner is, you have to make sure that that person has the qualities that you need them. Because, for instance, Michelle accepted Barack when he was down and out. And that's the way she met him, and that's the way she accepted him. Some people stand at her a little bit higher than that. Some people came from uh, families where they want somebody that's on their level, and, you know, they're already at a good financial level, stable, and all of that. 
So I'm not going to knock the people that are looking for that, but you got to make sure that you're not broke looking for somebody that got money. Like, you got to make sure that you got a balance because at the end of the day, like, everything that Michelle said about Barack, Michelle came with, and she has her qualities in order. And I'm sure she has her flaws also, but the same way everyone looks to Barack as that perfect man, people looked at Michelle as that perfect woman, and you can't well, run around looking for your Barack until you get yourself in order yet. That was, well said. Yes. that was very well said. <laughs> very well said. <laughs> Thank you. Well, in my opinion, I just think there is no perfect person. And as far as, you know, idolizing Michelle and Obama, I'm not going to say they're the perfect couple either. You know, you know how people say Beyonce, JJ. And no, we know they weren't the perfect couple at first. They had their issues as well. I've read up on them. I'm actually, I was a Beyonce fiend and I was a Jay fiend, but now I'm just like, the people, right? And that's that's where people mess up, in my opinion, is when you start idolizing what other people have or what other people are doing. When you do that, then that causes that can cause you to turn around and look at your situation and be unhappy. And you may already have your Obama sitting right next to you, mm-hmm. but because your your love or your situation, oh well, we don't have what. Being whole head, we don't have what Brock and Michelle and it's like what they have. It's like tell you exactly. What they have, but the truth of the matter is, they own if your man is getting up and he's, you know, he's going to work or he's doing whatever he does to take care of the family, and you know, you're going to fall on hard times or whatever. But if he's, if you can honestly say, I think he's giving everything he can right now, right. and then are you giving everything you can right now? You know, you I'm can't, you can't ask of someone I'm, else what I'm you want to get. Something that our women do that you know I don't smile upon too much. Um, we do too much male bashing. Um, my girl talks to my girlfriend. I'm, I'm a solutionist. I'm not a problematic person. I rather think about what can we do to make the situation better. I grew up in a household where my mom, and then, 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 my dad just sit there and his hands folded, nodding his head. Like that's that's what I grew up with. And I'm a daddy's girl at heart. Um, you know, so I picked up a lot from him. And one of the things that I realized is you cannot break a man's spirit. You can't. You can't. You can't take away his manhood. You have to let a man be a man. And oftentimes we do so much male bashing and telling a man what he isn't and what he can't be and what he's not doing, what he can't do, da 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 You don't know that you're taking pieces from him. You get what I'm saying? So if you think you're uplifting him, at that moment he'll do what you want him to do, but you took so much more out of him in that one moment that you were bashing him and such. Like, I feel as though black women, we're so strong, you know, and we're at an age when we have to be so strong because there's so many single mothers out there and taking care of their kids, unfortunately. But that's a whole nother topic. We're not gonna <laughs> right, that. right. Um, but I think if we were to spin it just a little bit, you know, and, and just get on a wavelength where we can just start uplifting our men, I think we can see such a positive spin take place because a lot of these dudes, they go to each other for, for you know, the uplifting. They play their sports for the uplifting and stuff like that. I'm not surprised as to why men are the way they are, or are men in, in particular, because if you don't have somebody to, your Michelle bagging you up at home, uplifting you, as we said, she was with him during the, the half knocks. You know, if you can't understand, he's a human first, you know, he got his issues too, either you want to be his partner, or you just want to, or just go somewhere, you know? I think people, what some people don't realize though, is that even in being the Michelle Barack, that affects what's going on in the next generation. You know, so you can't, I don't know, if, if you are a single mom and you have a son and you and you, you are the one that might male bash at times or, oh, men this, oh, men that. Well, what are you raising, what are you imparting to your child? You know, what is your attitude like to your child? Are you raising an Obama? Are you raising a little Obama up? You know, are you raising 
some ratchet, whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, that it's not, since we're, we're looking at the love and we're examining the love, it's not just in a relationship as well, it's also in your children and what you're doing with and them what and what you're see. teaching them. And right. what they see. Because they absorb exactly. and they really do. I, my little brother, great example. They're actually adopted. My little brother and sister, they're adopted. I feel like they're my kids most of the time. But um, they grew up in a household where mommy was um, getting beaten on by daddy. You know what I'm saying? Drug infested, everything. Like, they grew up in that environment. My little brother, he's the oldest, he's the, he's the oldest of the two. You know, he picked all that up. You know what I'm saying? So to this day, like, he still thinks about his dad and the time where he was beaten on, you know, his mom and stuff like that. And he took that to school with him. You know what I'm saying? So stuff, you, you'd be surprised on the things that these children pick up. So if they're around a whole bunch of chaos and arguing as soon as they get home, but I mean on that same token like our generation I'm pretty sure a lot of us grew up in households <clears throat> dealing with some of the same things but one thing that I feel is eventually you gotta grow up and take ownership to your own actions like obviously you know we never want children to grow up in these situations because at a young age it is more acceptable for them to not understand how to differentiate what was right and wrong or how to make that decision but now you're getting too old to still try to blame it on what happened back at the house yeah. when you were Go seven. Like, Go come on. Therapy. like Stop writing that stuff there. Right, right. Like, or it's like taking this, making sure your puzzle is complete. Right. At that time. To, to get really yourself together. Yourself. And yeah. I think too often now, you have your, people fraud with themselves. But I don't even. You're not being honest with yourself. I don't even think it's like really fraud. And I think honestly, we get into relationships entirely too young and try to figure out what. What like we're like this is something that we're missing, so we're trying to find it in a mate, trying to find it in a partner, and then once we start looking for that, like yeah, that's all well and good. By the time you get to college, as soon as you graduate, or you you know you get to like your twenties, and you like wait a minute, like okay, maybe I was making some of the wrong decisions. All these things didn't work out right. Sometimes you gotta stop. You gotta be single for a couple months. Let it happen, yeah, right? Like you get to know yourself because when you're in college. You're, it's so much peer pressure. You don't really know who you are. You don't know what you want to be. You don't know what's in store for you after you graduate. It's just you have to find yourself. And I'm, I'm my, me personally, like I didn't know who I was when I graduated Millersville. I, you know, I was, I had just got my degree and found out I'm pregnant. And I'm like, oh my god, now I'm gonna be a mom. And I'm gonna have to, I want to be in a relationship because I don't want to be a single mom and I don't want to raise my son by myself and without, you know, having like a two-parent household, but you get lost in it. Like that's, you know, you, you forget like, you know, I did this when I was younger and this person that I was with is not the same person that I would want to build a life with. So you got to backtrack and say, okay, you know, whatever happened, happened, but you just gotta find out who you are, yeah, you have to and, and you have to get yourself together. I'm just getting myself together, and my some son people, goes some before. people just get themselves together, yeah. and then they like person yeah, it's right, bad, bad, bad situation. You know, you, <laughs> if you stop a little bit earlier, you exactly. <laughs> you work, you know, you do what you like to do. It's not like you know, I was wild and crazy. I just didn't know who I was. Like I didn't. I was selfish, and I was mean, and I was angry and bitter, and I'm like. I can't spend the rest of my life like this. Mm -hmm. And you, you just have to take time to yourself, be by yourself, something that and you, build yourself. At least you, you're, you're honest with how you yeah. are. Like, yeah. that's when you, for me, I think that's when you know you've grown. Is when you can exactly. look back and you can see the good and the bad and what you are and your decisions. And, because at and the end of the day, you, are. you have to be honest with yourself because everybody can 
see who you are. So why sit there and say, I don't even, yeah, I'm good. No, you weren't good. They're always the ones saying I'm good. The ones that's good is chilling. The ones that's not good is speaking up about how good they are. Yeah. I mean, every, every female has that one female friend that's always mad. It's um, just like, what, what is, you? Right. Like, so, so. Right. You can't come over today. No, I can't even deal with her today. Nope. But a lot of times it's because they're running from their truth, or you know what I mean? It's, it's because you're not trying to face what you need to face not in order to move forward. You're not taking that time. You're trying to you're trying to mask it or avoid it with, oh, I want to be around people all the time. I don't like being by myself, or you know, oh, I'm going out partying every night, or oh, I'm trying to drink, oh, or oh, a, I'm trying to smoke. Uh, anything you know that you're trying to do to get away from. Topic. Topic. I'm sorry. Typically, I try to stay on board on topics, but this is the ladies' podcast, so of course we go from Michelle Obama to therapeutic ways to deal with life issues. So that's what we're going with this one right now. The second topic that we're going to talk about right now, then we're going to go into our Never Have I Ever um, game. The second topic we're going to talk about right now, some of the things that I've realized about our women, instead of dealing with problems at hand, a lot of women, like, they party, they, uh, they turn to men, they, you know, of course, there's some who turn to drugs and, you know, a whole, bunch of, a whole other world of things. Like, what do you think our women, um, what are some good suggestions for our women who are dealing with whatever problems they have? You have the single moms who, you know, still drop, you know the little Instagram picture with the babies? And look at it. She's about to drop me off at grandma's and go out to party again this weekend. You know, like, what about those moms? Like, I've, I've never had a child before, but I do have nothing but female friends who have children, you know, and they're still in their rock star lifestyle. Not, not you know, knocking any out. I love you guys to death, don't kill me, but like the truth of the matter is like, if that's your therapy, like you need to find your way out. What, what, do, you, what do you guys think about that? I think, I think it's a matter of finding once you find what you like to do in life, like what you love to do, it's easier for you to cope in a positive way. Like, whatever it could be. Like, Jessica, you do jewelry. And I don't know what that is for you, but I kind of feel like I know a lot of people that have gone into that route. You like to make jewelry. So is there a feeling that you get when you're chilling? Like, you relax. You probably kick up in your underwear or something to start making some bracelets. And you just... Right. And you just, and you just chill out. Like, when you find that thing that's like... It's therapeutic. Right. Like, it's not like I'm doing this because it's my job or I'm doing this. Like, at times, like, even DJing, like I said, I love music. I don't... When I go DJ a party, I'm not there like, okay, gotta make sure I play the right songs. You know what I mean? Like, gotta make this money. No, I'm there like, I love music and it just so happens that I don't get into the parties that I'm at all the time. Like, I'm not the one, I'm like, I'm not the DJ that's drunk and wild behind there. Like, I'm the DJ that's cool and, like, I'm sincerely in tune with whatever I'm playing and I'm relaxed and I'm okay. Like, I'm not nervous. I'm just chill because that's where my therapy comes in. I'll have sessions in my house where I'm just sitting there downloading music for hours. And it seems like, oh, you're downloading music. That sounds kind of tedious. Like, no, I'm just, like, chilling. And that's what I do, like... I do this in my underwear, which is why I hope that you made your beads in your underwear. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes it happens. You know what I mean? You just cool out. And once you find what you like, whatever that is, read it if that's right. And if you chill out and you write, you pull up your laptop and you just cool out. Once you find that passion, that can be your go-to cope skill. But you got to find something that you like to do. And partying all the time isn't the best way to do it. And I feel like it's even better for people like us that can find a passion like that. And just so happen to make a couple dollars off of it. Yeah. 
And that's when you know you about to live a good life. Like if I know that I didn't fail some therapy, that I can be like, I'm getting paid to do my own therapy. Let's go. Like, let's go. That's that's the best that's the best part of it. When you find that niche, that thing that you love to do and you get paid for it, you find more fulfillment and happiness in it because you don't resent like, oh I gotta be here and oh I don't feel like talking to these people and oh my goodness. But some people get up and go to work and they're happy and it's like, what is she so happy for? Oh, that's because she's doing this something that she loves, not something that you know, just because she makes money from it. But right. she's at the same time she's reaping the benefits of what she's doing and she's enjoying it. And I think a lot of people are very unhappy and they're scared to take a risk. And take and their time to find their passion. And take their passion. So they, you know, go out, I'm at this, I had a bad day at work, I'm going out. Forget everything else. You know what I'm saying? So if you had a better day, maybe you wouldn't be looking for that fulfillment and you know, going out, and it's not a negative thing to go out, but you know, if you're single, right. <laughs> if you don't have any children, do what you want to do, boo boo. But if you got kids, and I mean, just because you got a grandma or uh, auntie or somebody that's gonna keep your kid, you know, don't get. Like, yeah, I yeah. think, I mean, as far as identifying positive ways of self therapy, mm-hmm. I think first you need to realize, like, you have to take that time to learn your habits. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know. All right, it, it, because you mentioned your your friends that are mothers. So, if you have, you know, a child or something, or, or a little brother or sister who you're really responsible for, or something like that, right. and you know, okay, I have to do this, this, that, that, and the third for, uh, today for them. I have to make sure I go pay this. I have to uh, go to work from this time to that time. If you take the time throughout your day to start paying attention to your stress your stress moments you know like what sets you off okay now how do you respond to that you know what i mean oh i notice um whenever i start getting well for me personally like i notice whenever i really sit back and start thinking about everything that i have to do and i'm like okay i gotta get this done i gotta get that done i gotta oh i gotta do this i gotta do that oh the kids i gotta when i start because I'll, I'll start thinking and going overtime when i start doing that by the end of it i'm like i need a drink <laughs> I need a drink. Like I gotta go. I gotta. I gotta take a shot or something. I gotta. Go. You know what I mean? So I had to learn that, and I'm still learning that about myself. You know what I mean? Like you, you have to take that time to learn what your stress points are. You know what I mean? Like once you do that, and you can identify. This is what stresses me. This is what. This is when I start to get agitated, or when I start to get worried, or when I start, to, you know, develop a sense of fear about moving forward, or or whatever. Or you know what I mean? You have to take that time to learn yourself. Once you learn yourself, then you can say, okay. Since I know I'm getting to this point when it actually starts happening, when you know you're starting to get to that stress point, okay, I know this is what I would usually do, but on some real, that's really not good for me. Like, I just, I'm trying to stop that. Start finding, you know what I mean? You have to identify something else. Go get a hobby, okay? Go to a yoga class. Go to Pilates, or there are free classes going on on all around Philadelphia. Club LA Fitness actually has a good Zuma class. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, most girls talk about... You know, they look like a Barbie. You don't look like a Barbie. You don't look like a Barbie, but you want to look like a Barbie. Well, get up when instead of going to go drink or want to go club, go to the gym. Go, you know what I mean? Get some friends. Do a little fitness club. You know what I mean? Whatever you want to do, or or get a rent. Um, the what is it? The exercise videos from the library and watch them at home, and you and your kids could do that. You and your friends could do that. You know, like you you have to take that initiative. You have to. If it's writing for me personally. Writing was my therapy. That was my therapy. That got me through a lot of things. And it just so happened that I'm now becoming, you know what I mean, successful off of my writing. And even now, 
you know, I mean, with the with the growth of the website and everything, it got to a point where it was becoming stressful because I'm like, okay, I'm getting all these new opportunities. The website is doing something that I never even planned for it to do. And it was really getting to a point where it was becoming a business. And I had to kind of check myself. I've had to do that a couple of times this summer and really step back and be like, wait a minute. This is what I love. Like, I'm doing what I love. I'm going to do it on my terms. Like, I can't let any opportunity or any person or any situation throw me off of my square. I've been doing this because I love it. I'm going to continue doing it because I love it. And I'm going to do it on my terms. You know what I mean? So you have to take some ownership over your life and say, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to let anything come in between me and my happiness. All right. I mean, with, with respect to relationships and, and things like that that are going on, you know what I mean? But at the same time, you, you have to value your happiness. You have to value and understand how that affects other people in your life. It's not just you, you know what I mean? So for in order for you to be the good mother or a good daughter or, you know what I mean, to be effective in your loved one's lives, you have to take that time to value yourself. You have to take that time to make sure you're the best you that you can be. Right. So, and I think yeah, all too often people don't. They get caught up on all the, the menial stresses of life and, you know, the routine and, and all of that that they forget. Wait, I'm living. I'm alive. As long as I got another day, that's another day that I can change. That's another day that I can improve. That's another day that I can move forward and closer to what and how I want to live. So... I mean, it's still along what you said, like, along with um, taking time to figure yourself out. My mother always told me, she said, Melissa, like, whatever stresses you're going through, somebody's going through something way worse. And she said, I honestly think that if you want to devote more time in other people's lives and helping other people out and making other people happy and just trying to be a blessing in their life, that could be therapy for you. You know what I'm saying? That's so true. Like, I'm trying to say, I'm always pushing for a community service event. I do feel as though uh, Podcast Wednesdays. We already partnered up with uh, Peace and Philly. I feel as though that um, we, we should be more out in the community and helping other people. And I think that would be very effective and it can, it can definitely help us out. But um, what I want to do right now, we're going to take a small break. And then we're going to come back for the fun portion of uh, the podcast for Ladies First. We're going to play the Never Have I Ever Again. And then we're going to hear some funny stories from the ladies as far as some down points, the down moments in their lives. And um, what did you do to get out of those situations? Sounds like an interview question. You know those interview questions? Like, tell me a bad situation. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get out of it? Like, nah, we want to hear some FMLs. So um, stay tuned and we'll be right back. Attention, stop and listen. I'm that that I forget to mention. Riding round interior, all leather. Lot of them make try, but I can do it better. Ever since I was a little girl, I knew that I'd be flyer than a bird. Ain't no chickens riding with me. Who they mad? All because they boyfriends want me. Ever since they seen my name and lights on the market. Yes, I'm riding around, I'm getting it. If you not, then I ain't with it. Say my name and don't forget it. I like bad boys and bitches. I be riding around, I'm getting it. If you not, then I ain't with it. Say my name and don't forget it. I like bad boys and big toys. Rollin' down the block in my big car. And just says, boom, hear my speakers going boom, boom, boom. Mama, look at me, I'm a superstar. Flashing lights here, camera lens going zoom, zoom. Yo, like it, I don't care. Getting money over here. Matter of fact, check your channel, I'm an HD. 
bring you a so it's official when I'm playing. If you wanna touch it, then you gotta put the time in. I like my Rollies big face with or without the diamonds. Ever since I was a little girl, I knew that I'd be flyer than a bird. Ain't no chickens around with me. Who they mad all because they boyfriends want me? Ever since they seen my name and lights on the market, yes I'm riding around, I'm getting it. If you're not, then I ain't with it. Say my name and don't forget it. I like bad boys and big toys. I'll be riding around, I'm getting it. If you're not, then I ain't with it. Say my name and don't forget it. I like bad boys and big toys. Rolling down the block in my big car, engine says boom. Hear my speakers going boom, boom, boom. Mama look at me, I'm a superstar, flashing lights here, camera. Here, 
815 came and 820 came and 830. Yeah, can I get his at name? <laughs> <laughs> like, you jerk. He's not, he ain't even on Twitter. We don't we don't talk anymore. <laughs> but um but yeah, he ended up calling me I think around like 10 something and was like I'm not going to make it. And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> we all got a story similar to that. Yeah. Yeah. Ashley never been stood up. I'm gonna be completely honest. I'm more likely to be the stander. I'm more likely to be the stander upper. <laughs> Sadly. Um, what's your What's your best excuse? Best excuse. Um. No, no. I normally don't don't go that raw. I just kind of say like. Uh. My bad. Like that's. Well, at least <laughs> I don't know what's like. At least it's honest. Unless like something viol- like something really happened, or like if my phone really died. Otherwise, I'm probably just going yeah. avoid it and say my bad. I got to the maybe twice. Mm-hmm. Um, one time it was just like to watch movies at the house, popcorn, mm-hmm. and just drink and just have fun. Mm-hmm. And um, it was one of those things like, oh, I'll be there in like 25 minutes. Oh, those are the worst yeah. ones. 25 minutes turned into an hour, and uh, I'll be there before 11. And, uh, Just say you're not feeling like it's like, um, fuck you. I'm going out. Yeah, Bye. Yeah. So I got to, you know, a couple times, but that was like the worst one because I kind of really liked the guy, mm-hmm. and I was looking forward to it. And usually I'm just like, that's, whatever. That's but yeah, I didn't have to get dressed up or anything. Just chilling at house, right. the house. But it was just like kind of unfortunate because after that, like, I was so salty. I cut him off. I, I, I understand. <laughs> All right. Well, now we're gonna move it over to Miss Rita, who's actually probably on Instagram or something like that. Yeah, Instagram yeah. pictures of us. <laughs> been taking pictures the whole time. So. Hashtag podcast Wednesdays. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now it's your turn to do a never have I ever. And it has to be the truth, right? Yeah, Something I've never done. Um, never have I ever not cussed out except the driver. <laughs> especially, especially the ones that left me and I caught up to them and got on the bus. Yeah, never have I ever. What's your problem? You see me? You like, saw me. Street. You Just saw me. Like, like, no, somebody, <laughs> somebody catch this me. <laughs> I had like a relapse. <laughs> well, um, I didn't have to curse. Well, I did have to curse okay. the driver, but. I got played by a bus driver in mm. because, um, you know, they have the big, tall, big buses that drive buses. on the other side of the road and they drive crazy and you really can't talk to them. And um, I didn't know that because, you know, America and Philadelphia, you can talk to your bus driver as they're driving. So I'm like, um, hey, I'm trying to get to such and such, da, da, da. is this the right bus? And he cursed me the worst curse because, you know, they have those accents and mm-hmm. everybody was just like looking. So you think I, it's a polite curse because they do curse politely. He Go said, ahead. you're going to cause me a fucking accident. And, da, 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 da. and I was like, my mouth was like down to my top of my boobs. Like I couldn't believe that I was so embarrassed. Was like you. I'm this American girl and they already think we're stupid, you know. So I'm the American girl lost and I'm like, OMG. I'm like, who the fuck you talking to? And I have to see the kids. Philly came right back out in London. And like, dude, and I'm supposed to be, you know, but I just, I couldn't, I couldn't take that, you know, this person supposed to be 
serving me as right. a customer just cursed me out. It just reminds my question. So I And I know that bus is packed too. Yes. I was in the front and I was right there and I was yeah. like, you know, I'm getting off the next stop. I kindly got off and I just tried to fix figure things out once I got off. I kindly got off and <laughs> right. I got off. I Thank got you. Off and then Sir. I, I cursed him out, then I got off and I was like I called my my flatmate and said, You know what the nerve this I was going to da, da, da. But I found my way. I got a good one. Never have I ever pulled out Oreo cookies and milk mm-hmm. in the middle of an interview. Mm-hmm. Never have I ever. Hey, look, those Oreos are hitting them. <laughs> <laughs> okay? Y'all can't see these Oreos, but I'm just going to say it. But Jessica got a spoon. Jessica got a spoon. Like For her milk. I wasn't even gonna call her out. I was just gonna say one of my fellow interviewees. But now that we know it's Jessica, shout out to the Oreos and milk that she got down with. That's the only way to eat them. You cannot eat an Oreo without having milk, and you cannot eat an Oreo without a spoon. So I'm gonna agree with that. That we know. Every time. Every time. But it makes sense now. Typically, I don't. And then you gotta lick your fingers. Yeah, that's too messy. Then the cookie gets mushy. And with the, the spoon, you get to capture a little bit of milk on the spoon and the that cookie. This is how you eat an Oreo. That's how you eat an Oreo, and it's really, really I'm about to put that on sincerelyserita.com. Yeah, go ahead. Make sure you add me. This is the <laughs> Give her that credit. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. Put me on. While I design my jewelry. <laughs> All right, so you can catch her at the vending spots with her way of so what I'm going to ask you guys to do, um, and typically, uh, I'm going to ask you guys to do it again just so that everyone can pick up on your contact information. Um, Sarita, um, can you start it off? Can you give everybody your website name as well as your Instagram, your Twitter, your Facebook? All that, all that, all that, all that, all that. <laughs> uh, Sincerely Sarita, that's who I am. Sincerely Sarita.com. Sarita is spelled S-Y-R-E-E-T-A.com. Um, Instagram, Sincerely Sarita. Twitter, Sincerely Rita. Gmail, Sincerely Sarita at gmail.com. Facebook, Sincerely Sarita. All right. All right. Uh, DJ Geek. Y'all, y'all don't need to be in my Instagram. But you can catch me on Twitter at DJ underscore Geek. Geek spelled G33K. So DJ underscore Geek. Uh, geek spelled with threes instead of E's. Um, if you ever need me for your event, you got a funeral coming up, <laughs> uh, birthday party, anything, I do everything from baby showers to bar mitzvahs, um, Zori.Stone, so that's Z-U-R-I, period, S-T-O-N-E, at gmail.com. Okay, my website is jmassjewelry at jmassjewelry.tumblr.com. That's J-M-A-S-S-J-E-W-E-L-R-Y dot T-U-M-B-L-R dot com. That's where you can do my jewelry. Um, My Instagram is J underscore M-A-S-S-A-Q-U-O-I. My name on Facebook is Jessica Massacoy. That's Jessica M-A-S-S-A-Q-U-O-I. And my Twitter is Jess, Jess, underscore 85. 
And again, you know, um, Podcast Wednesdays on Instagram. And on Twitter, you can always send us up at Podcast Wednesdays, short for Wednesdays, because Twitter does not allow us to have such a long name. Um, and also, if you want to hit me up, it's Melissa K. Simmons on both Instagram and Twitter. Um, now we're going to move over to the last portion, the FMLs. Tell us some FML stories. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm so ready to hear this. I can't wait. I have two. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Actually, I'm going to stick to one. I have to stick to one. Uh, one time, I was, what, I think I was like 17, 17 or 18. Um, I was trying to get somewhere quick. I used to live in Delaware. Mm-hmm. And this is yeah, my bad. Yeah. Um, so in Delaware, it's pretty much highways. It's like you gotta have a car in Delaware to get around, especially if you want to have some type of life. So I had my car. I used to have um, a Buick Regal tinted out. You couldn't tell me I wasn't a Jeep. Yeah. Couldn't tell me I riding around both in my Regal out in Jeezy. And I remember I was bumping Jeezy that day, and I was going down 13, and my car just stopped running. Like it just legit stopped and I was like oh my gosh what's going on I don't know what to do like so yeah yeah to point highway oh my God, bless your heart. the car just stopped I was I was able like I was pulling I was already pulling over and it just stopped so I didn't know what was going on I'm calling my mom I'm like I don't know what to do that well I didn't say I don't know what to do but I'm like I don't know what happened this that this and the third she's like oh you won't have to get the car towed and I'm like I can't get my car towed. I really don't have the money. I'm not trying to drop money to get my car towed. And I had my daughter at that time. So money was just tight. It, I was not trying to do it. End up having to do it anyway. Got the car towed. Get all the way to Midas. Only to find out that there was no gas in the car. <laughs> that was it. Like, what's going on with it? Like, is it my rotors? Like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm really trying to come. You know, Father, it's not even her fault. It's Jeezy's fault. Right. And you feel like, so good. I don't need no gas to drive. I have my. I'm out here. Listen, I was riding around and getting it. Okay. You can tell me nothing. You can tell me nothing. So I'm sitting here. I'm like, you know what? It's my engine about to go. Is it da 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 da? He was like, well, when's the last time you put gas in your car? And I was like, like uh, two, three days ago. He was like, I think it's time for you to put some gas you, in your you car. You were the story of the day because I'm quite sure. <laughs> you left all the kids in here. And it was the Midas right across the street from um, from a Wawa. So he was like, I mean, you know, you could walk right across the street. I'll give you a gas tank. I'm like, I, I got my car. I had to pay. I paid. I dropped $175 to get my car towed. I don't have no gas money. It's not like, I don't have a guy. I'm like, can I just get the money back? I was just playing. I'm like, you want to get time? Call your insurance company. Usually they tow your car for free. See, my mom wasn't telling me all that. Yeah, she didn't tell me it like a few miles. And it was only a few miles. That's why I was so pissed. It was legit a few miles. Even if you have high ability, you can get your. I had to learn that because if your car is not working, why are you paying car insurance? So they're going to make sure you see to get your car fixed. So they go to your car. Thank you for that information. Shout out to that. Well, this is another FML because I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, All right. Uh, alright. So, I guess I'll pull out this FML moment. It's pretty funny. And, uh, let me just disclaim and say that I promise if you book me for a gig, this will never happen. Um, so actually a couple weeks ago, 
I was um, like a month or two ago. I actually booked a DJ back at uh, Westchester. I go back there um, for Friday night events for, at the student center. And I booked the gig like a couple months in advance. They had a back to school thing for the freshmen. They're like, you come there, you DJ the freshman party in the student center. I'm like, all right, great, I'll be there. So, you know, months, a month or two had went by. Went to work that Friday. Got off work like, ooh, it's a long day. Started hanging out with my coworker, planning for the night. I'm like, all right, what we gonna do tonight? We gonna go out, we gotta do something. So I'm like making all these plans. I'm gonna go grab you, I'm gonna come back, grab this person, and we gonna go chill. Da, 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 da. So I went to the front of my coworker's house to chill out, to see what was up. Went to make the next move to pick up the next person. And something just hit me like, wait a minute. You got a DJ tonight. And I was like, huh. Yeah, you can what time? With that, you, you just said you had to do the freshman thing. And then you, I'm going to make all these plans. <laughs> right, right. And I was like, wow. It wasn't on my calendar. It wasn't anywhere. And I'm like, what am I supposed to be doing tonight? And I was like, Westchester. I'm supposed to be at Westchester. So I look at the time. And at this point, it's like 6.30. I got to be to Westchester by 8.30. I'm in West Philly. I don't live in West Philly. So now I got to head back to my house to get ready. It takes about an hour to get to Westchester. So, like, I was, like, set in my night, ready to go, ready to have a good time. Had a gig. There it is. And you had to undo all the plans. Undo all the So now I'm calling everybody like, you know what, my bad. <laughs> you want to come to Westchester with me? But you messed up there night. Right. I'm going to come scoop you and we going to do this. They're going to get you ready to out what they was going to No, seriously, like, the person whose house I was at was getting ready to go out. And I was like, uh, I'm going to have to uh, cancel. I can take you wherever you want to go, though. But as long as it's on the way, as long as it's on the way to my house. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> it won't happen to you, I promise. I made it. Let me just say, I made it there. I was on time. I DJed. They had a great time. They had a bunch of Saudi friends at home. Right? Yeah, you know, friends, they, they love me. Yeah, anyway. I understand. <laughs> All right, Jess, it's your turn. Okay. My FML moment happened um, a couple of months ago. Um, I went to the dentist and, you know, I planned ahead. I said, hey, I got to get the root canal done. I'm gonna go do everything I need to do so that, you know, I don't have pain when I go on my trip because I went on a trip to Puerto Rico. And so um, I got the part of the work done. They couldn't finish the whole thing. So I'm like, oh, I'll be all right. I'll just take these antibiotics they prescribed me. And when I come back from my trip, I'll get the rest of the work done. And so um, I went, and this was like maybe three or four days before I was gonna leave my trip. I had um, a jewelry event where I, um, I um, did like a, a demo for this girl at her house. She had this beautiful house, beautiful company, everything was so nice and I was in so much pain. And I couldn't enjoy my job selling the jewelry and you know, get dressed up and everything. And I was popping um, pain meds and taking my antibiotics and just like trying to work it out. And um, I get home and the pain was like times 10. So I got a, a hot, did I get a hot compress? Yeah, I got a hot compress and laid down. And my boyfriend left for work that morning. And I'm like, I'm in pain, I'm in pain. And he's like, oh, you'll be all right. I was like, you'll be all right. is my face swollen? So he's like, no, it's not swollen. 
but it felt taller. I looked in the mirror, it wasn't taller. I'm like, okay. So I lay down, took a nap, and I woke up, and I looked like freaking um, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Gina from Martin when she was. Oh. Like, oh. I was closed. Oh. My face was swollen, and I already had fat cheeks. Like I had high cheekbones, <laughs> so I looked so freaking bad. Like I looked so ugly, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't go anywhere. I can't go on a trip. Oh, uh, what am I gonna do? So. That was the FML moment, and my boyfriend tried to make the best of it, like, oh, you still look beautiful. Oh, no. Nope. I know I had to go over, but I went to the emergency room, I went to the back to the dentist, and they, um, they Face your face. They gave me a good <laughs> They, they, I had a cyst, so they, they, uh, kind of squeezed it out, because it was just, like, uh. it, it needed to be drained. They drained it, and it went down in a couple of days, just in time for the trip, so, it wasn't that bad, but my face was so swollen. And you say, you say, low key, the next couple days. No, I had to go to work and everything. I took one day off and I went to work looking like that. Mm. You know, everybody saw my boyfriend beat me up. Oh, and yeah. Like, really Fuck your life. Fuck your life, right. Everybody don't ever know because, you know, you got to explain to people if they keep staring at you. Like, no, no. What happened? What happened to us? Oh, yeah, my face got swollen because. So, it was like, Kevin Hart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was really my bad at the moment because I thought I was cute and I really wasn't. So your face was straight now. Glad you healed up. Because I would have been staring. Like, whoa. What had happened was. Glad this is a uh, podcast, (laughs) not a TV one. None of my Instagram pictures. He looked like his whole world 
went to hell. And um, I think I handled it very well. I didn't snap. I didn't get upset. I just called my insurance company and I said, you know, you need a rental. And, um, my car was involved in a collision and I had no fault in because I wasn't driving. And, you know, luckily my premium will not go up. Shout out to State Farm. Um, they said, since I'm not at fault, I don't have to worry about it. But of course the guy claimed that his neck hurts the other guy in the other car. So that's the, the actual FML. I'm worried about what, what he's going to try to do as far as that concerned. But from what I heard, the guy was like going back for the He's all right, or whatever. But he just wants extra money. But that was my FML moment for the week. So you got a rental? Yes, I have a rental. It's not a hot rental either. It's like one of those soccer moms. You it got a grill though. It got a grill though. Because <laughs> Penelope don't got one right now. We saw the pictures, by the way. It's, it's, it's pretty bad. bad. It's in the middle of getting fixed. Shout out to Joseph's Auto Collision. <laughs> I always go there, which sounds bad. Uh, but, <laughs> but they know me by name. So I call them up and I let them know. You know, Penelope's coming back. And they start laughing. And I get, um, I get pre-deductible. DJ Geek, you can catch me on Twitter. That's DJ underscore Geek, and that's spelled G33K. Okay. Jay Massacoy on Tumblr is jmassjewelry.tumblr.com. That's J-M-A-S-S-J-E-W-E-L-R-Y.T-U-M-B-L-R.com, where you can catch all of my latest pieces on the blog. Mind Your Business Music Conference yeah. coming up on uh, October 13th. Uh, it's a tri-state music conference being held at uh, Delaware Technical Community College, also known as Dell Tech, uh, down in Wilmington. Uh, big music conference with mu- music execs coming from all over. It's going to include a artist showcase. So if you're an artist and you want to be a part of it, uh, feel free to hit me up, hit one of us up, so that we can forward you the information so you can get on the showcase. Um, there's going to be a DJ spinoff featuring Respect the DJ, which I'm a part of. Uh, it's also going to be a 16-bar cypher. Uh, Producer showcase, whatever you do, if it has something to do with music, we got space for you. Sponsors also, we have room for you to set up tables. There's gonna be a lot of good people in this room, so you might want to get in the building. Um, once again, DJ Geek, DJ underscore G three three K. If you want to be a little bit more professional, or you have uh, uh, you want to get more information about it, you can email me at Zori Stone, Z U R I dot S T O N E at gmail dot com, and hopefully you'll be able to catch a podcast Wednesdays. Definitely, I'm not a rapper. I spit dot com over at a uh, Maya Business Music Conference 2012. Nice. Awesome. Well, 
All right, so this is the end of the second episode of Ladies First. Thank you for tuning in. Everybody stay blessed.
Oh, and fuck you.